those of you who are have started a business or are going to start a business, you are in an elite group of human beings. From a percentage standpoint, there are not very many of you. And the world needs you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we explore ways to achieve those two goals. And it's always awesome when we have a guest who does both, right? John Briggs is going to help us talk about financial independence while enjoying a long, happy life and not just working yourself night and day and hitting your head against the wall. Um, John is the founder of Insight Tax, which you got to check out his website. He's got all kinds of great tips and YouTube videos and stuff. I'll put all that in the in the show notes, but he's also the author of Profit First, um, and he hates the IRS, which I don't know if you can relate to that at all. Uh, he believes business owners should keep more of their money to build long-term wealth. What a concept, right? Keep more of your money <laughs> to, get, to get wealthy, right? But it doesn't always work that way, right? I mean, not everybody thinks in along those lines. John, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, um, me too. So it's Let's um, talk a little bit about that whole concept, right? The idea of instead of just working harder and harder and harder, that you actually think about keeping some of your money <laughs> so that you don't have to kill yourself. Um, how does Profit First work? Yeah, so um, when I wrote Profit First for Micro Gyms a couple years ago, and it's based on Mike McAllister's Profit First book. And the idea is that Usually as owners, we get so busy in the stuff that we have going on that we don't take the time to basically pre-plan the profit. And we're hoping and praying, which isn't a great business method. Um, it works in life. I believe in that, but it's not a great business method uh, that there's going to be some money left over. And usually what happens is there isn't. And so then we run in this, now I am have to work more hours because I feel the need to have more right cash. So um, the general premise of Profit First starts with this foundational idea. It's called Parkinson's Law. Uh, it says the demand for something expands to match the supply. So in this case, we're going to fill it in with real application here. The demand for the money in your bank account will continue to increase until you have no more money to spend. And that is what happens. That's Parkinson's law. If I sit with one bank account, it's a giant pile of supply and I'm going to keep finding ways as the entrepreneur to spend that money. Um, so the idea of profit first is to say, hey, let's take the profit first. Let's pay ourselves first. Let's set aside money for taxes first. Let's give ourselves a, a pool to take a profit distribution first. By taking that money off like off the table, we will be able to run our business as successfully with the money that's left over. Because again, the demand to use the money that's left over will be there and we will use it. But yeah. we set up, we set this other money aside, right? So um, that's kind of the premise of it. And I mean, I've been doing this for uh, six, seven years now and it works. Like it's awesome. In fact, as the recording of this, we're a couple of days away from a quarterly distribution and so I'm going to give myself a profit distribution in a couple of days, just setting aside the money. It works. So this, I, I didn't touch on this before, but I, I really want to congratulate you on your niche because it's so easy just to say, 
every business should do profit first, which of course it should. But by you know niching down to profit to uh, micro gyms, I mean that's just it's fantastic, smart business decision in my opinion, and obviously it's working well for you. Yeah, we're a big fan of the idea of being a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Um, it takes less marketing effort. You have better credibility. And I don't have to compete with all the other accounting firms who are serving a whole bunch of other people. It's yeah. like, I can just be niche. Now, that being said, obviously we get referrals in business from all sorts of industries. But when we when we get a gym owner who's interested, it's pretty much a slam dunk because we've been able to build so much credibility with them up front. Yeah, absolutely. And it allows you to serve them better, obviously, because you know that, you know that. We usually know, you know what their problems are before it. they do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so my first thought about this whole, you know, being a, a serial entrepreneur <laughs> of various levels of success in my businesses, um, it's scary, right? I mean, I would find that really scary to say, okay, I've got, I know I've got all these bills. I got to do all this stuff. Like right now I've got, I bought a commercial building and I'm turning it into a co-working space. So I have this like unending list of things that I can spend money on. And the idea of taking a distribution out of that for myself is just like, no, sorry, that's just going to be too scary. I mean, how can you get, how do you get people to get into the right mindset to where they are okay with taking money out of their business? Yeah. If there's one thing I've learned um, as the entrepreneur ourselves, we are the only one who can control our mindset. Um, We will encourage them. We'll be their cheerleader, but ultimately they have to take the step to trust the system. And it just takes the one cycle for them to realize I can do this, but they got to put their trust in it. Um, There's a saying that I was taught from actually a guy who mentors gym owners. And he says, success precedes motivation. So a lot of times we actually have to take that courage or like that courageous step first. Then we see the success. And now all of a sudden, that internal motivation happens because like, mm, I have proof that this works. Yeah. Uh, certainly we have had lots of conversations and set up calls with people who never took the step and uh, they continue to struggle with their cash flow. Uh, so I mean, some, I know it's not always the right answer and we're not mindset coaches, but ultimately it, it only works if we're ready to make it work as the entrepreneur. And then once you do see it, then it's like, you're like, oh, this was so logical before. I don't know why my fear held me back, but it does. It holds us back. And when we have fear, our brain doesn't quite process things the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, also when you're starting a business, right? It's like your child, right? Do I want to steal from my child's college education, right? <laughs> I feel yeah. like I'm stealing from my, stealing food off my child's plate. Right? <laughs> well, it, it is scary, right? Because you're sitting in this scenario. Well, up until this point, I've always paid my bills first. And in the back of the head, you're thinking, I've never had enough to pay all my bills or to do all the things that I want to do. And here you're coming to me and saying, hold on, let's take some money off the table first. Let's set it aside first. Like, are you out of your mind? Do you not know where I'm coming from? It's like, no, I do know where you're coming from. I was there. I get it. Seven years ago, I had the same thing. Like, wow, this sounds great for my clients, but not me. <laughs> Yeah, right. Right? like, yeah, I won't be able to make that work. Um, but we, I actually use the example. Um, there's two examples, uh, in Mike's book, he talks about toothpaste. Um, if you think about our, the way we behave as humans with toothpaste, 
when you open up that tube first, a lot of times we're really generous with the amount that we put on the brush. But as you get closer to the bottom and you're like squeezing up and rolling and doing rubber bands or cutting, whatever you're doing now, you're like, okay, what's the minimum size I need? What does the instructions say? Can I get away with and you're still the other day? right. <laughs> but so by limiting your toothpaste, you're still getting the same clean, the cleanliness, right? So that's similar principle. And then the other one is Apollo 13. Uh, the movie at this point is very old, um, but it talks about the true story of these astronauts who go up. And as they're going, the, the goal is to land on the moon. And then one of their air scrubbers has an explosion and it stops working. Well, when that happens, air is obviously really important and you can't make it in space. So now they're like, we're going to die. We're going to run out of air. So the, now the mission became, how do we get home safely? And what happened, so usually NASA takes like three months to create something and review it and test it and all that stuff. Um, they There's a scene in the movie where this guy comes in and he pours a bunch of components and parts onto a table. And he says, okay, this is what the astronauts have to work with we need to help them figure out how to repair the air scrubber with just this stuff. So with limited resources and a shortened time frame, in three hours, they came up with a solution. We don't give ourselves enough credit as entrepreneurs. If we create this false reality that we have less money to spend than we really do, I promise, even if you're not a creative person, because I'm an accountant, so you guys can only imagine how <laughs> non-creative I am. Even I can figure out ways to operate my business at the same level of quality that I'm doing on less money. Yeah. But it's that that's that act of forcing ourselves to do it first, like to really limit the resources, the cash available. Just give it a try. It'll have you'll you'll figure it out. It'll happen. But the other thing I wonder if, if that factors into this is like scarcity mindset. So if you have paid yourself. And suddenly you have a, like a breath of relief from that perspective. Maybe it allows you to feel more abundant and, you know, maybe you're not like pinching yourself off from receiving more money. That's absolutely correct. Um, we don't make great decisions if we're thinking in scarcity and we have to think abundant. And yeah. this allows us to do that because we are reversing the trend that we set ourselves up for in the beginning, which was I'm trying to run my business and, oh, I hope there's something left over to now. I paid myself a reasonable amount for what I'm doing. I can live off of that. It frees up our mind to now focus on other things in the business. Instead of stressing out how I'm going to pay myself, you already did. Now you can put your energy towards how do I grow my business? How do I get new clients? How do I improve my service? Yeah. And also it's like, if you thought that the end goal was to pay yourself and now you've paid yourself, like, oh, I must be successful already because look, <laughs> I'm yep. not eating ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah, I have evidence. I'm successful. I paid myself first. Right. I must be doing great. <laughs> awesome. So now your new book, 80% Capacity Method. Now tell me about how that, this, that sort of dovetails into what we're talking about. Absolutely. Well. How, how does that work? Yeah. So um, I initially, me and my team, we're, our accounting firm, we're about 50 team members at this point. And I have uh, my my vice president, basically, I rely on him a lot. And a couple of years ago, we were talking about, you know, we feel like ultimately, as we add team members, if we could get them to care about the company, 
um, and then therefore care about the clients, all the other stuff, like the hundreds of uh, processes and systems and things for them to do, kind of takes care of itself if they have that underlying attitude. And as we dug further into it, honestly, a book, we I was initially thinking like, oh, we'll call it the caring concept. But everybody, whether they do or don't, thinks they care. So, so it's not like a good approach. And it, and I like to be practical and nuts and bolts. I'm like, it's also a little not, I mean, it's, it's not as much nuts and bolts as I would like. Um, so as we dug into it, it's like, what exactly are we doing in our company to help our and encourage our team members to care about the business and to care about the clients? A part of it came down to the fact that we realized they know that we care about them. So what are we doing to do that? Yeah. And after analyzing it as an accountant, uh, we realized, you know what? It's because we are keeping them under capacity. It's like in an accounting firm during tax season, most firms have a minimum 55 hours a week that are required to be worked. So you, that means they're going to take 65 hours at a, like of real life. Yeah. Our accountants last year averaged 46 hours a week total. Um, and so we are able to operate giving them extra capacity and not overwhelming them. Yeah. And as I started sharing this concept with other people, they're like, I need that book. I'm a lawyer. I'm an engineer. I'm a computer programmer. I'm just an entrepreneur selling a service. Like I need that book. And so we decided, I, you know, this, this makes sense to kind of talk about the approach we take and the different things we have, because ultimately those of you who are, have started a business or are going to start a business, you are in an elite group of human beings from a percentage standpoint, there are not very many of you and the world needs you because you create jobs you create a platform for people to actually not just make a living, but have a living. Sure. Right. And so okay. we, I am very passionate about making sure that you stay in business as long as possible. And we found that if you aren't burning your team members out by giving unreasonable expectations or requiring them to work unconscionable work hours, okay. they'll stick around. And you have more of this relationship dialogue with them. Like, what do you need? Cool, we can accommodate that. Um, and so your business has a higher chance of staying around for as long as you want. You have a higher chance of keeping all the great team members that you have. And you give them this ability that a lot of companies, frankly, right now don't do of letting, letting them live a life that isn't necessarily revolved around a crazy amount of work hours. Which, and that's very challenging as an entrepreneur, right? Your tendency is just to like eat, sleep, and breathe the business and you expect everybody else to do the same thing, right? Well, it's what we're told. We're taught that. Oh, you're starting a business? Well, you're selling so your romantic. shit. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Oh, and by the way, you're not going to be profitable for the first five years. Like, uh, no, you can literally with the profit first method be profitable from the first paycheck because you're taking the money out ahead of time. And then you can also set it up where you're not allowing yourself to work too many hours from the beginning by setting it up as an 80% capacity business. Uh, you just set up the right systems from the day one and you now have healthy boundaries in place. Oh, so easy. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some things that, aside from like obviously getting the book and, and 
is, are there things that people could maybe even implement right away or in the next week or so or whatever that could that could start to change them and put them into this right mindset in the right direction? Yeah, two things come to mind. Um, the first one is take at least 1% of your income. If you don't want to invest 20 bucks into a profit first book, at a minimum, take 1% of your deposits and twice a month, set aside 1% into a new bank account and label it profit distribution. And then once a quarter, take a profit distribution. Start with 1%. Success precedes motivation, right? I'm going to give you this tip and you're going to feel success and you're going to realize, gosh, if I can do 1%, I could do 2%. And it's like, oh, now it becomes a game. How can I get 2% higher? I mean, when we sit down with clients, one of the first things we do, because a lot of us as business happens, we end up having a lot of financial fat, a lot of baggage of just money we're spending that's not doing us any good. Right. So once someone experiences like, oh, I can set aside 1%, now all of a sudden they're motivated to find more. We help them sit down. Hey, let's look, just let's analyze your expenses. Are they productive for your business or are they not productive? Do they help you keep clients or do they help you retain clients? If it does, it's not one of those two things. Uh, so keep, keep, retain, or get new clients. Those are the two criteria. Yeah. If they're not doing one of those two things, as a small business, we don't really need the other expenses then. So often they can, they usually find the first time if they haven't done it before, like 10% of expenses that they just like, wow, I really am not getting any value out of this expense. Wow. Um, so that's one thing. Start with the 1%. If they want to give a bonus point, analyze their expenses. <laughs> um, the other thing is, especially those who have been running their business and haven't quite started yet. Uh, they Usually we don't take time off. So we encourage people, try out one day. Now it has to be a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. You are not allowed to use a Friday or a Monday and because then you get into this idea of it's an extended weekend. It needs, psychologically, it needs to be a work day where you know, like people, like work is happening right now, but I'm not going to be involved. Even if you don't have a team, even if right now it's just you. So we usually just say Wednesday, it's the safest day. Take a Wednesday off. Obviously set up an autoresponder, but don't you dare check your email. Don't look at your cell phone if you've made the mistake of giving out your personal cell phone to clients. Maybe don't have your phone around with you that day. And for sure, if you have it around with you, don't check your text messages. But like take a completely unplugged 24 hours from your business in the middle of a work week. Because you're going to come back on that Thursday and realize the world didn't end. My world didn't end. There are very few things, unless you're an, an emergency doctor, <laughs> there are very few emergencies that happen with our clients that can't wait 24 hours. And sometimes they just need that one day off to give themselves permission to realize I could do this more often. And it's going to be fine. Wow. Yeah. Do you let everybody know, like, let your clients know, like, okay, I'm going to 
be available to stay or whatever so that they're not. Nope. You don't, you don't want to oh. feed them or prep them. You just, you have an autoresponder, right? Hey, I'm out of the office yeah. today. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Yeah. That's it. Don't, it has to, it has to be like on the whim. There can't be any prep up for the one day. Now, um, Mike McCallowitz, who is a good friend of mine who wrote pumpkin or profit first has wrote pumpkin plan and clockwork. I mean, he's, a great author. If you're an entrepreneur, check out his books. He pushes people to get to a four week vacation. And in those cases, there is some prep work that you do. And he actually, his book clockwork is designed over the course of 18 months. If you do his techniques and follow his steps, you'll be able to take a four week vacation. So in those cases, for sure, you're letting your clients know, um, those types of things. But for the sake of what we're trying to accomplish with like letting the entrepreneur realize they can give themselves permission to work less. We have found taking the one day off is one of the best ways to do that, but it's gotta be, I'm just taking it off and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And it's true because you, you don't even realize how, how your productivity is suffering because you're not recharging your batteries, right? You're not taking that time just to like, clear your head, get more creative. You know, you just, I know when I go on vacation, like all kinds of things happen. People, you know, prospects come out of the woodwork. I get these ideas, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh, because you just stopped hammering your head against the wall, right? (laughs) Many of our best ideas come when we give ourselves permission to relax. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So what other, I mean, I, I feel like you've given us some fantastic stuff here I've taken a lot of notes about some of the things that we can do right away and some of the you know obviously the books we need to read and the stuff we need to take tell me about how your your primary role for your clients is as their accountant right you're they're like yeah so I mean we uh we do tax consulting we do bookkeeping whether that's like where their bookkeeping department to they just want us to update their financials once a month um, we do cash flow consulting, uh, but we also like we know that the numbers, our financial statements, tell a story in our business, and so we've created a service where we can pull that data into a dashboard, and we'll sit down with our clients and walk them through the dashboard and help them see because they have the answer. Our job is to just help them see what the question is they should be asking. Um, and with a dashboard that really allows us to do that. So we, yeah, we kind of do the full fledge of accounting to consulting and with the 80% capacity method stuff. And that definitely gets into every area of your business because each business is either contributing to or taking away from our ability to work at 80% capacity. And you're right. I think so many entrepreneurs, and I, I guess I'm speaking mostly for myself because I know my my own <laughs> my own sordid history with entrepreneurship the best but you an experienced person can look at your numbers and tell you things that you aren't necessarily going to be able to figure out yourself or maybe until it's too late right you say you like you're saying like you're spending all this money over here and only this is what's keeping helping you to find and retain customers so what is all this <laughs> exactly it's like hey yeah. based on your financials here's a trend and you know, many times it, the business owner is like, oh, oh, that's interesting. And then, well, why do you think it's trending this way? 
then they know they recall like, Oh, I did this. I made this decision. Like, so if it's a bad trend, they're like, Oh, I made that decision. Or if it's like, Oh, I did that. Okay, great. Let's do more of that. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of the most fulfilling things of what we do, because again, it helps us help them stay in business. Uh, Cause I, I do believe our all world economies are on the back of small business owners. It's true. That's where our growth is. Yep. All the new ideas, all the cutting edge fun stuff. You hear that entrepreneurs, if you're on the fence and you're thinking that you want to wait a little while, why don't you just jump off and do it? That's right. <laughs> jump into the pool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I think it's so rare. I really want to compliment you because it's so rare to find people who are doing their job in a way that they really understand the impact, right? And so many people, like I, I used to have a fantastic accountant who did my tax and would sit down and he'd give me all these, you know, ideas and thoughts and suggestions and stuff. And then he sold his business. He went and retired on me. And, that, and then the guys that replaced him, they're just like, you know, they just want me to hand over the numbers. They're, they're not interested in, in developing the business, but I think it's fantastic what you're doing. Do you have capacity to take on new people? Yeah, we with our 50 plus team members. I mean, one of our team members is a high, like they're hiring. That's their job. Uh, we just, we're constantly hiring new people because, uh, you know, we want to serve as many people who want, as want to use us. Fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome. So John, what question do you wish I would have asked you that I haven't touched on some, something that, you know, we should have talked about that we didn't? Um, man, you hit, you hit all the good stuff that's near and dear to my heart. I, I want to keep business owners in business. I really do. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur or again, want have that bug, you're a rare breed in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> and the world needs you to let that light shine. And, uh, we just love the world that we've taken in people's uh, the way that they want to inspire the world. We just love being there for the support that they need. Perfect. John, how can people reach you? I mean, we're going to put this in the show notes as well, but if you're just sitting here with your pen and you've been taking lots of notes from John, you might as well just tell us how, how people can reach out to you. Yeah. So our website will be the best way, insightstax.com and go to contact us. Um, we, and check out our blog. Like I said, nuts and bolts stuff. We We love that. We try to keep it to valuable, applicable things uh, business owners can do. Obviously, from a tax standpoint, our tax-related things relate to the U.S. taxes. Um, but uh, we have other blogs in there, as, posts as, in there as well. So feel free to check out as much free information as we put out there. Awesome. Awesome. John, thank you so much for being with us. I really, I love talking to you. I love your energy and your mission. And uh, you're, you're, you're great. You're really great. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thank you, listener, for listening. Um, I know you're going to want to grab John's latest book, 80% Capacity, but maybe I, you should read The Profit First for Microgems and just apply it to your business first. And then you'll be able to like chill out and only work 80% of the time. I'm going to try taking off next Wednesday and see how that works out for me. Yes. <laughs> so don't try to reach me. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to be here next week because we're going to have some more tips for you on how to get your fill with financial independence and long life. 